Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishmaka. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, October 27th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10.17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the Navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Noah, and it means rest. Genesis 9, 8-17 Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants, and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds, and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. Jeremiah 51, 1-53 
This is what the Lord says, I will stir up a destroyer against Babylon and the people of Babylonia. Foreigners will come and winnow her, blowing her away as chaff. They will come from every side to rise against her in her day of trouble. Don't let the archers put on their armor or draw their bows. Don't spare even her best soldiers. Let her army be completely destroyed. They will fall dead in the land of the Babylonians, slashed to death in her streets. For the Lord of Heaven's armies has not abandoned Israel and Judah. He is still their God, even though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Flee from Babylon. Save yourselves. Don't get trapped in her punishment. It is the Lord's time for vengeance. He will repay her in full. Babylon has been a golden cup in the Lord's hands, a cup that made the whole earth drunk. The nations drank Babylon's wine, and it drove them all mad. And suddenly Babylon too has fallen. Weep for her. Give her medicine. Perhaps she can yet be healed. We would have helped her if we could, but nothing can save her now. Let her go. Abandon her. Return now to your own land, for her punishment reaches to the heavens. It is so great it cannot be measured. The Lord has vindicated us. Come, let us announce in Jerusalem everything the Lord our God has done. Sharpen the arrows, light up the shields, for the Lord has inspired the kings of the Medes to march against Babylon and destroy her. This is his vengeance against those who desecrated his temple. Raise the battle flag against Babylon. Reinforce the guard and station the watchmen. Prepare an ambush, for the Lord will fulfill all his plans against Babylon. You are a city by a great river, a great center of commerce, but your end has come. The thread of your life is cut. The Lord of Heaven's armies has taken this vow and has sworn to it by his own name. Your cities will be filled with enemies, like fields swarming with locusts, and they will shout in triumph over you. The Lord made the earth by his power, and he preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth, He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make, for their carefully shaped works are a fraud. These idols have no breath or power. Idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will all be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including his people, his own special possession. The Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot, is his name. You are my battle axe and sword, says the Lord. With you, I will shatter nations and destroy many kingdoms. With you, I will shatter armies, destroying the horse and rider, the chariot and charioteer. With you, I will shatter men and women, old people and children, young men and young women. With you I will shatter shepherds and flocks, farmers and oxen, 
captains, and officers. I will repay Babylon and the people of Babylonia for all the wrong they have done to my people in Jerusalem, says the Lord. Look, O mighty mountain, destroyer of the earth. I am your enemy, says the Lord. I will raise my fist against you to knock you down from the heights. When I am finished, you will be nothing but a heap of burnt rubble. You will be desolate forever. Even your stones will never again be used for building. You will be completely wiped out, says the Lord. Raise a signal flag to the nations. Sound the battle cry. Mobilize them all against Babylon. Prepare them to fight against her. Bring out the armies of Ararat, Mini, and Ashkenaz. Appoint a commander and bring a multitude of horses like swarming locusts. Bring against her the armies of the nations, led by the kings of the Medes and all their captains and officers. The earth trembles and writhes in pain, for everything the Lord has planned against Babylon stands unchanged. Babylon will be left desolate without a single inhabitant. Her mightiest warriors no longer fight. They stay in their barracks, their courage gone. They have become like women. The invaders have burned the houses and broken down the city gates. The news is passed from one runner to the next, as the messengers hurry to tell the king that his city has been captured. All the escape routes are blocked. The marshes have been set aflame, and the army is in a panic. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot, the God of Israel, says. Babylon is like wheat on a threshing floor, about to be trampled. In just a little while, her harvest will begin. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has eaten and crushed us and drained us of strength. He has swallowed us like a great monster and filled his belly with our riches. He has thrown us out of our own country. Make Babylon suffer as she made us suffer, says the people of Zion. Make the people of Babylonia pay for spilling our blood, says Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to Jerusalem. I will be your lawyer to plead your case, and I will avenge you. I will dry up her river as well as her springs, and Babylon will become a heap of ruins haunted by jackals. She will be an object of horror and contempt, a place where no one lives. Her people will roar together like strong lions. They will growl like lion cubs, and while they lie inflamed with all their wine, I will prepare a different kind of feast for them. I will make them drink until they fall asleep, and they will never wake up again, says the Lord. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams and goats to be sacrificed. How Babylon is fallen, great Babylon, praised throughout the earth. Now she has become an object of horror among the nations. The sea has risen over Babylon. She is covered by its crashing waves. Her cities now lie in ruins. She is a dry wasteland where no one lives or even passes by. And I will punish Bel, the god of Babylon, and make him vomit up all he has eaten. The nations will no longer come and worship him. The wall of Babylon has fallen. Come out, my people, flee from Babylon. 
Save yourselves. Run from the Lord's fierce anger. But do not panic. Don't be afraid when you first hear the first rumor of approaching forces. For rumors will keep coming year by year. Violence will erupt in the land as the leaders fight against each other. For the time is coming, surely coming, when I will punish this great city and all her idols. Her whole land will be disgraced, and her dead will lie in the streets. Then the heavens and earth will rejoice, for out of the north will come destroying armies against Babylon, says the Lord. Just as Babylon killed the people of Israel and others throughout the world, so must her people be killed. Get out, all you who have escaped the sword. Do not stand and watch. Flee while you can. Remember the Lord, though you are in a far-off land, and think about your home in Jerusalem. We are ashamed, the people say. We are insulted and disgraced, because the Lord's temple has been defiled by foreigners. Yes, says the Lord, but the time is coming when I will destroy Babylon's idols. The groans of her wounded people will be heard throughout the land. Though Babylon reaches as high as the heavens and makes her fortifications incredibly strong, I will still send enemies to plunder her. I, the Lord, have spoken. Titus 2, 1-15 As for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching. Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. In this way, encourage the young men to live wisely, and you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Teach the truth, so that your teaching cannot be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. Slaves must always obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must not talk back or steal, but must show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Then they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive in every way. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people, and we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God, while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Yeshua, will be revealed. He gave His life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us His very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. You must teach these things and encourage the believers to do them. You have the authority to correct them when necessary, so don't let anyone disregard what you say. Psalm 
99, 1-9. The Lord is King. Let the nations tremble. He sits on his throne between the cherubim. Let the whole earth quake. The Lord sits in majesty in Jerusalem, exalted above all the nations. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Your name is holy. Mighty King, lover of justice, you have established fairness. You have acted with justice and righteousness throughout Israel. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow low before his feet, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also called on his name. They cried to the Lord for help, and he answered them. He spoke to Israel from the pillar of cloud, and they followed the laws and decrees he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but you punished them when they went wrong. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain in Jerusalem. For the Lord our God is holy. Proverbs 26.17 Interfering in someone else's argument is as foolish as yanking a dog's ears. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Jeremiah chapter 51. And the question I want to begin with is, who is this end of days daughter of Babylon entity? Now, I've talked about this a bit before, but I want to address this once again. We know that this entity, this global Babylon entity, is like an octopus with many tentacles. It has an economic Babylon element to it. There is a political Babylon element to it. There is a financial element to it. And there is a spiritual element to it. So if we go on the hypothesis or the theory that the USA is the end of days daughter Babylon nation, how does that fit in with what's going on in current events today? Well, right now, we're the closest we've ever been to a third world war and to nuclear exchanges of missiles ever since the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962. The Russia-Ukraine war is heating up. It's getting hotter. It's, it's spreading. Israel has said that they're going to um, allow Iron Dome missile defense, defense technology to be shared with Ukraine. Putin has threatened to use tactical nukes. Biden has mentioned nukes in a recent speech. And the U.S. government is stockpiling millions of dollars of radiation sickness pills. So we're really seeing things heating up. Now, I want to look at a cross-reference scripture. Let's look at, first of all, Jeremiah 51, starting in verse 7. Babylon has been a golden cup in the Lord's hands, a cup that made the whole earth drunk. The nations drank Babylon's wine, and it drove them all mad. So that's a description of this end-of-days daughter Babylon entity. Now the cross-reference to that that we're going to look at right now is Revelation chapter 17. And this chapter is talking about Mystery Babylon, the harlot woman. And so we're going to start in chapter 17, verses 3 through 5. 
So he carried me, John, away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. So we see this woman who's identified as the Mystery Babylon harlot woman, and she has a cup in her hand filled with abominations, and the nations have drunk from this cup. That's the same picture that is described for us in Jeremiah 51. So that basically gives us evidence that this chapter is talking about a future end-of-days Babylon, not a historical Babylon that was taken down by the Persians, but a future Babylon, and that this Babylon described in Jeremiah 51 is connected to this Babylon mystery harlot woman described in Revelation 17.4. So what are our instructions that the Lord is giving us the closer we get to the end of days and to the takedown of the end of days Babylon nation? What are his instructions to us? Verse 6 of Jeremiah 51. Flee from Babylon. Save yourselves. Don't get trapped in her punishment. And That was in verse 6. Now look again at verse 9. Return now to your own land, for her punishment reaches to the heavens. And again, in verse 45. Come out, my people, flee from Babylon, save yourselves, run from the Lord's fierce anger. But do not panic, don't be afraid. When you first hear the first rumor of approaching forces, for rumors will keep coming year by year. Violence will erupt in the land as the leaders fight against each other. We've certainly seen that in the United States. The Democratic Party has been basically taken over, and I would say by communists, and many of their policies that they're now implementing, which is destroying the nation, are communist policies. And there's great uh, animosity and conflict, even hatred, between the liberal left of the Democrats and the more conservative right, the Republicans. Again, in verse 50, God's instructions. Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 50. Get out, all you who have escaped the sword. Do not stand and watch. Flee while you can. And here's more instruction. Remember the Lord, though you are in a far-off land, and think about your home in Jerusalem. So he's coaching us, and he's counseling us, and he's telling us that there's going to come a time when we must come out of her, my people, come out of Babylon. Now, I've often thought about this. Like, what does that really mean? What does it mean to come out of Babylon? Well, there's lots and lots of layers of meaning to that. That when you first come out of the mixture of a Sunday church where they have 
Christmas trees in the foyer and Easter eggs in the spring. And you come out of all of that mixture. That's a form of coming out of her, my people. And when you stop buying all the GMO food and all of the highly processed um, genetically modified foods that are out there and trying to eat more natural and eat biblically clean, that's another form of coming out of her, my people. Um, there's lots of ways to come out of her, my people, and to seek the Lord with all of our heart um, and to follow Yeshua and his Torah. But I believe there's a day coming when we will need to literally flee out of the land of Babylon, the nation of Babylon. And if I'm right, if the U.S. is the end of day's daughter of Babylon nation, there's going to come a day when we will need to flee. And I believe that that's going to happen in the context of the Gog-Magog war. In other words, it's going to be a global war, a World War III, that when Israel is attacked by the coalition of nations from the north, Gog-Magog, that about the same time, or close in close proximity, America will come under attack, Jeremiah 50 and 51. It'll be a global war. And what God is counseling and coaching his people is to come out of her, leave, flee Babylon. And where do we go? He says, let Jerusalem come to your mind. And he also said in the previous chapter, ask the way to Zion. And Zion is Israel. More specifically, it is Jerusalem. So how do we get there? Well, that's going to be very interesting. I believe the ingathering of God's people from all the nations will happen quite stunningly and quite miraculously. Will he translate us there? Will we walk? Will the oceans part? Will we get on a plane or a boat? Time will tell. But the Lord is going to rescue his people. He's going to provide a way out. In the same way that he did when the Hebrews were living in Egypt and it was time for them to leave, the Lord provided a way. He parted the Red Sea and made a way for them to escape and to leave Egypt. And he's going to do the same once again. That's all I have for today. Have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Yevrekka Adonai Vish Mrekka Yaya Adonai Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. 
Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.